But I Only Listen to 90s Music Podcast is a show for 80s babies who were 90s kids. If you were a No Limit Soldier, then this is your show. If you believe that cash money is not an army, but was a Navy, this is the show for you. If you and your friends ever tried to sing a song written by Escape, in Vogue, Shy, or Voiced Men at a talent show during middle school, this is your show. But I Only Listen to 90s Music Podcast is a bunch of 80s babies talking about all the songs and things that we loved when we were kids and teenagers. So if you went to the skating rink and you were at a lock-in, this is the, the show for you. If you think that Tevin Campbell um, was the original prince of R&B, this is the show for you. If you don't understand the the conflict between Monica and Brandy, but you're kind of on Monica's side and understand why Brandy got punched. This is the show for you. Make sure that you tune in, subscribe, click the little subscribe link. We're here. We're going to talk about all things 90s music. This is the show for you. All right. Welcome back to another episode of Mike Checker, the show where I taught the dope people doing dope things. I got one of my longtime podcast homies, on the line i mean he's went through so many different iterations of podcasting as well as now podcast consultant and more faith-based podcasting to educate people on their relationships their relationships with god their relationships with their wife their husband etc my man jay is back on the podcast dude you haven't been on here in a <laughs> long time man actually it's your first time on this version but you've been Yo, on the stride low cash Yo, I appreciate it, bro. Uh, I had a fun time with y'all years ago on <laughs> yeah. Straight Outta Low Cash, you know, always cracking me up. It was always fun. I, I think back then, y'all kind of knew, like, I always was kind of the guy that was more chill, laid back. And y'all, like, I kept getting the warnings every time I would come on show, like, now, you, you sure you want to come on here? Like, we, we know you kind of <laughs> spiritually inclined. You know how we rock over here. Are you sure you want to rock with us? And I'm like, yeah, man, I think I can handle it. <laughs> Yeah, no, no, no. I, I didn't have to break out no holy water, do no dances, man. No, we no, no, no. We, 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 we ain't that crazy. You know what I'm saying? Right. We, nah, know. man. It was good times, man. It's a, it's a shout out to a podcast I just did with a podcast called The Pew Babies. Uh, oh, wow. As a, as a, we call it a, a Pew Adjacent. We are Pew Adjacent, <laughs> you know. <laughs> nice. <laughs> Oh man, Yo, yeah, but let's go into your story, man. Let's 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 like like your story where I mean I know a lot about you, but listeners may mm -hmm. not. Um, your story, like where you come from, like your right. upbringing, how did you get to where you are now? Okay, so born and raised in Detroit, Michigan, man. What part of the D? Because you know that's the first thing some people are gonna be asking. What part of D? No, from? no doubt. So I grew up on West Side, right? West Side of Detroit. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. That, that's no shade to the East Side, but I definitely grew up on the West. And for me, my life was always kind of set up in a certain type of way that people probably can relate to, which is check certain boxes, you know, go to school, get a great job, get a, well, I, I skipped some steps, <laughs> go to school, get a degree, then get a good job, <laughs> right? And, and then, you know, you kind of have made it to that pinnacle point. Well, I did all of that. I checked all of those boxes and I was working for an amazing company in corporate America and traveling, enjoying it, loved the perks and the benefits and things that came from it. But I got to a point where I was just like, yo, is this it? Like, I, I enjoy what I do once I leave work 
more than what I'm doing at work, you know, with the exception of when I was listening to straight out of low cash and, you know, I'm laughing in the <laughs> office and people was like, yo, what's wrong with this dude? I, th- I like, think I'm, I think I'm going to drop the MLK. I think I'm going to drop the MLK episode again where Javon uh, <laughs> pranked all the MLK flyer dudes. I think I'm going to oh, drop man. that tomorrow. <laughs> yo, you should do that. You should definitely do that, man. So I was working in corporate and long story short, I just made the decision to do what they tell you not to do, which is leave the job, took a leap of faith with no plan at all, right? I ain't had no other job or anything lined up. All I knew is that I wanted to pursue my purpose. And the irony behind that is I had just recently discovered that, oh, I have a purpose in life. I I know what it was, but I was like, oh, purpose? There's something like like that out there in the world? (laughs) And I was like, well, maybe that will lead me to doing some work that I actually enjoy doing, like the content creation things that I was doing outside of the nine to five. And I pretty much took that leap and stumbled into uh, voice work stumbled into eventually doing audio video editing for podcasts and definitely started right to real love back in 2014 and have been managing that over the years and recently made that transition back to youtube and started a new podcast a business podcast that i've been wanting to start it's been on the shelf for like two years man and it's called why we succeed so that's where i'm at now and just grateful to be in this position so what 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 was the what was the was it a certain moment that made you flip the switch? It was like it was you know like this happens and you're like this is it I'm out I'm out I'm out I'm done with with the job I mean not really nah I mean outside of the fact that I didn't really enjoy the work that I was doing like it wasn't I didn't feel like I was born to do it right it's like I could do the work and the pay was amazing. The people that I work with were all dope. The perks and every like the job itself wasn't bad. Like that wasn't the issue. Like I didn't leave because I had issues with, you know, the people that I work with or nothing. Like, nah, like they wanted me to come back. And here's the irony of it. And I tell people all the time, when you take leaps of faith, you'll eventually be tested as to whether or not you want to step back in that realm. I think I had been away from work maybe like six months or maybe nine, six to nine months later. My boss that I used to work with, you know, he reached back out to me and was like, yo, you want to come back? And it was at a time when my savings had run out. Right, <laughs> he was tight. He to come back. But I was like, man, here's this, here, I was like, here's this door. Like, do I go back to what I walked away from or do I stay this course, even though I still at that time didn't really know where it was taking me. And ultimately I decided to just stay on the course that I was on. And, you know, thankfully things kind of panned out. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's they call it golden handcuffs, you know, when you, yeah. You have, and when you always got that, it's, it's, it's gold, but they right. handcuffing you, you know what I'm saying? Because it's those opportunities or whatever that may come from that that you feel may. Um, so what made you decide to get into the podcasting realm? And then on top of that, into the consultant, into the, the background of helping assist people to take their podcast mm-hmm. to different places. So I got into podcasting by accident, to, to be honest with you, because Years ago, almost 10 10 years ago, I was on YouTube and I had a a pretty decent YouTube channel and I was cool with a bunch of people within that community at the time. And somebody just left a random comment was like, yo, you should start a podcast. And back then I had never heard of it. Like that word wasn't (laughs) in my vocabulary. I don't think it was in the vocabulary or even the mind of most people. And I was like, well, what is that? And essentially I found out it was exactly what I was doing already, but just removing the visual elements because I never was on camera when I was on YouTube. I would always put like some type of video or something or some text up on the screen as I was having the conversation or talking or sharing on whatever topic it was. 
So I was like, oh, it's actually what I've been doing just easier because now I don't have to put together a video. I just pretty much got to record what I'm saying and that's it. And that eventually evolved into having guests on the show. And, you know, I think you were on the show before. And, yeah, you know, yeah, yeah. A lot yeah. of people that, that was, I was up for discussion then. Yes, yes. Up for discussion, man. Most people, most people don't even know what that is, but you do because <laughs> you've been, you've been rocking for that long. Right. And that, that was, that was the birth. That was the, the inception point of me getting into podcasting, how I got into the consulting piece and working with different clients that just kind of stumbled along once I got into doing it as a freelancer. So as some, and this is why I say on the business podcast that I do while we succeed, that is so important, the relationships and the people that come into our life. Cause a lot of the stuff that I've been able to accomplish wouldn't have been possible without other people. Like I never would have started a podcast if that person had left a comment and I never would have got into helping other people with their podcast if I hadn't had somebody say, Hey man, you've been, you done edited hundreds of podcasts. Like you ain't never thought about doing this professionally. And I was like, nah, I hadn't. And I was <laughs> like, well, well, let me try. And at the time I was um, on a website that people may be familiar with Fiverr, like back when it, it first started, as far as I know, um, I happened to get on there and I started with just doing voice work. And I was like, okay, let me, let me test the waters. Let me see if I can do a, you know, a podcast editing gig. And next thing I knew it started to catch traction. And I was like, oh man, like this really is a thing. And that's where you go from there. I started to expand into doing coaching because people was like, I, I kept having calls with people, right? That were saying like, I want to get into podcasting. I'm sure you've had people say, hey, they want to get into podcast and you sit down with them and you pour all this stuff into them and they never do nothing. Yep. I did that on multiple occasions. And I was like, all right, I know I have something valuable to add with at that time, at least five years in the game. And I was like, I'm gonna charge people from, from now on. And it, that started to take off too. I had people to launch them or coach them through their launch process. And I was like, yo, it's legit. Let's keep doing it. So what is, so, uh, so with that, with that transition, was mm -hmm. it more of a, was, what was the funny thing about the transition? You were talking to people like starting a podcast. What's the craziest, um, like scenario, someone like, yo, I'm going to be doing my podcast on a, a helicopter, right? And then I... the women going to be giving, they're going to be feeding me berries, <laughs> Why I'm on the set, right? And then we're going to be talking about shoes, though. Yo, I'll be honest, man. I don't even really recall a lot of those conversations because of the fact that the people, they never did nothing. It'd be, it'd be different if they did something. Then I would follow back and kind of see what it was. But for the most time, most cases, it was just people that would express an interest either from listening to the podcast or some friend or connection that I knew they had somebody that was interested in it. But no, no crazy ideas. I, I, nobody ever told me that they wanted to podcast from a helicopter or nothing crazy like that. But I did have people that had seemed like they had all of this interest, but they just didn't do nothing. So, hey, so I mean, do you? They say that I guess what is the? I think there's statistic only uh, what 11 percent of podcasts go over six months or something like that. Yo, that. That sounds about right. That I think that number back when we started was even smaller because people barely even made it a month. People started realizing <laughs> how much work went into it, and they was like, "No, nah, I'm good." <laughs> and more of the thing, it has to be a part of your DNA. Like, is is right. the, uh, uh, you know, not to quote any pimps or nothing, but they said it's got to be in you, not on you. You know, right. <laughs> it's got to be in you to do it, not on you. And that's why there's a. Uh, and, and I think there's always going to be, I mean, I know a lot of podcasts are upset because it's got corporatized, a lot more celebrities, things like that. And, and that is what it is. But I think if anything, it's giving it more looks for other people to want to check out audio formats. 
in general. Yeah. They still got to do the work. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like somebody's going to do the talking for them or, or continue right. to format. So it exposes them to other uh, avenues of podcasts because they get them exposed. Then they want, they give them a taste. They don't come up with a show. They start searching for other content. That's right. kind of how I look at it. Yeah, that's real. That's real, man. Yeah. It's amazing how many people, I mean, well, I, I, I'm not going to take no shots, but I can see how people think podcasting does not take a lot of work. I can understand oh, 100%, that. But, but that's the thing is that when you make something look good, it make it look easy. It right. looks like it's easy to other people. It's just right. like when everybody thought they could be Jordan because Jordan made it look right. easy to go and score 61 points a game. But when you really mm -hmm. go out there, yeah, you realize you ain't Jordan. <laughs> I think the same thing about YouTube videos where you watch some of these YouTube videos and they got the clips and all of these like, you know, social memes that be popping in with the videos and the text and the animations. And somebody may look and be like, oh, man, it's not that hard to do it. Oh, man, trust me. Like, that's the one thing I know. Like, even though I edit podcast videos, I know for a fact, like I'm not calling myself like a video editor because yeah. I, I still no, have no, some different learn. levels. Yeah, like, because I had a project where somebody wanted all of that, and I, I didn't really do my due diligence to vet what they were expecting, and I wasn't able to meet their expectations. So, you know, that taught me a lesson where I was like, okay, I got to stay in my lane. I know the yep. things that I'm able to do from a, a video editing perspective, and I know the stuff that I can't do yet. You know, at some point, I want to learn how to do those things, but it's just like if I looked at that video and be like, oh, that's easy, they did that. Now, yeah, like, certain elements are easy. If you're talking about, like, text or some like, animation or something that's easy <laughs> but a lot of those other things that you see in videos that look so seamless it just really speaks more so to the skill of that videographer or that video editor yeah it's a, it's a, a it, people don't understand how much and it's not even that it's time you have to get it at the right spot you have to cut it correctly go back audio needs to be correctly on the right. music under like there's mm -hmm. so many different levels so people just think that they, they see when they understand when they see some of these people doing youtube Right. They're working, they grinding. Like that's a, like like when it's a full-time thing, when they got all this, like, yo, like they ain't just sitting down doing it. Right. And you have to have engaging content on top of it. Right. Trust me. Trust me, man. Like that's been the biggest rude awakening for me is how much more work YouTube is from podcasting. And don't get me yes. wrong. Like I wasn't naive to think that YouTube wasn't going to be work, but I just didn't imagine it was as much work as it actually is. And that's the thing that really just, I was just like, oh man, like the content got to be on point. Like you said, the audio got to be good. Cause you know, we're audio files to a certain extent, haven't done it so long. Mm -hmm. The visuals got to be on point. You got to also have a, a bomb thumbnail. You got to have a, a title that'll grab people's attention. You got to add an SEO in order for people to even come to the video. It's so much. And you got to hit them with content now more than once a week. Like back when we started with podcasting, you drop one a week, you good. Even with one YouTube, a week, and you you people go back and listen to that one episode again, or right, you know, or you know, and and then we used mm -hmm. to be to run out two hour podcast then, like so you could yeah. rock with that for a week. Now, I mean, I'm trying to think the longest I'll do now is one thirty, and that's like the longest that yeah. I'll do. Yeah. Yeah, and man, then you got to chop up clips, too. And you got to chop facts. up clips. <laughs> facts. Facts, bro. Facts. <laughs> it's crazy. It's crazy, man. So, so, not, when, no. so when, you, when you're when you consulting to your people that are, that are consulting, what is one of the, the key things you tell them out the rip? Like, this is something. Not to give so up the me, game. I'm just saying, like, you'd be like, hey, if you serious, 
You need to right. be prepared for this. So, okay, it's two things, right? So the preparation piece, I, I'll answer that question, right? Mm -hmm. To be prepared, you got to be prepared for how much work it's going to be. Even if they were to hire me or somebody else to do the editing, you still got to do the bulk of the load. You got to come up with your topics. You got to come up with your content. You got to get your guests and you got to record it all. Right. So that in and of itself is work. Even if you pass off the stuff on the back end to me or another editor, everything you got to do is still a lot, depending on how often you want to be able to do it. See, consistency is the biggest issue that most people have. Let's just be honest. That just applies to life, not just even as a content creator. So if people do not have the consistency to keep working and getting it done, then they're going to be in for a long road. But the one thing that I tell people off rip, which is one of the things that I've noticed a lot of people tend to miss on is they don't know why they starting the podcast. <laughs> you got you to be clear on your why. You like, don't have no you why. You really do. You really do. Like, I get it. Like some people, you they have what I would consider, like they have a weak why. They're like, it was an idea that popped up in their head and they're like, yo, I should start a podcast about that. I think it will be cool. It'll be fun. That's okay. Like that's, that's like the rough draft. That's like the outline. That's like a bullet point. That's like a, a quick note or a voice note that I took in my phone about something that I want to do, but that's not really a plan. That's not some foundation that I can build upon. And the why is the foundation that you build your podcast on from my perspective. You know, like I can't speak for everybody, but I think that for me, every podcast or any venture that I've started, it has a strong why as to why I'm doing it. Cause I know that there's going to come a point where I don't want to do it. Yeah. And I need that's the thing. I need you don't understand. Yes. Be like, I got to do it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And that's the thing is like, uh, uh, you know, you, you, you like, uh, even for like this, like for my checker, I'll, I'll batch them all together, like, and just bang out, like, a whole month of them in, like, two, three days, try to do it mm -hmm. fast. So I don't have to worry about the other, because I'm in the mode, mode. I'm in the right. mode. I just need to keep, I just need to keep pumping out stuff, because if I stretch it out, I got the daughter, I got all this other stuff going on. I be like, dang, I get to text somebody, like, yo, A-L-B, can you do tomorrow? Right. And I don't like right. doing that, especially if you have guests. Mm -hmm. Now, if I'm doing my show with my co-host, like, whatever, you know, it's like, mm -hmm. you want to redo it tomorrow, but you try to keep <laughs> some kind of semblance of a schedule as right. well, you know. Um, what is so ready, right to love, man? Uh, mm -hmm. uh, tell, tell everybody about that that show, um, you know, uh, it's particularly my heathens uh, that listen to the <laughs> podcast, you know, and uh, watches. Right. So, right to real love, like I mentioned earlier, I started that podcast back in May of 2014, and it was a podcast specifically for christian women right it was about helping them to develop better relationships with god themselves and others now i realize now in 2022 that things have shifted back when i started it back in 2014 my main why for that podcast was to provide a place where people who were christians could go and find biblically based spiritually based relationship and dating advice because it's a plethora of dating and relationship advice out in the world always has been but it's always been from the perspective of how people navigate in the world and it doesn't really take into consideration what people's spiritual path is so i wanted to provide somewhere where they could get that and for years i believe that we were able to do that and then i started to see other podcasts popping up doing the same thing and as I was making this transition into YouTube, I had to really go back to the drawing board and assess, like, is that still the why for why I want to continue with this and, and go in this new direction? 
And I had to come to the realization that that's no longer the need in 2022. I think that most people who are Christians or spiritually minded, they have a good understanding of how to apply the biblical principles to their life when it comes to dating and relationships. So I was like, yo, I feel like that mission and that assignment has been completed. So then that put me in a place where I needed to really start paying attention to conversations that I was having with different women about dating and relationships. And I was able to identify what I believe is a need that needs to be met. And that is the fact that there are a lot of women, and particularly for me, with Right to Real Love is focused on women of faith who need to better understand men and how to interact with them. I think that there's this huge divide between men and women. And the biggest issue is that men, whether it's men in the world or even, you know, men who are spiritually inclined, they have a pretty decent understanding of women and their nature. Like there's a plethora of videos out there that enable men to get a, a glimpse behind how the female mind works. Men actually take the time to study women. And I feel like a lot of women have not taken that time to study men. They just assume that they know. They think that they know how men operate, but they're so clueless when you sit back and you really listen to them. Not all women, but the majority of women, they don't understand men. And secondly, we live in a society where they don't really know how to interact with men. So I'm not trying to reach every woman, but I want to equip women who are spiritually minded, how you can navigate these dating scenes. Y'all frustrated. I know I'll talk to them. They frustrated because they keep meeting dudes that don't meet their qualifications that aren't the type of guys that they want to get with. So my new focus is helping these women of faith to better understand and interact men to reduce that, that stress and that frustration that they have and eventually be able to meet the men that they desire. So that's where we are right is now. It, is, it, is, it, is it because um, there's not as many faith-based men like the ch in the church in general? Well, I, I mean, is a part of is a part of it, I mean? To me, that's not even the issue. I, I think once again, it goes back to the the lack of understanding. Like I, I I talk to women and I ask them, women don't be going and reading books about how to better understand men, how to communicate with men. They're they're navigating these streets with no information. You're not equipped. Like if you run into a man in the world, he's gonna run laps around you, especially if he got game, especially if he's a player. <laughs> like, and that's the reason why you see these women that are Christian or spiritually minded women. And they fall in the traps with these dudes that, that run circles around them. That's why you got a lot of these guys out here. I'm sure y'all seen the videos where they're like, yo, don't believe these girls talking about she Christian, she virgin. I, you know, he bagged her with the with the purity ring on. Like, you know, like you hear these stories all the time because <laughs> hey, that's why? With the purity she's ring equipped. <laughs> right. Like, yo, it, it, it's been a few dudes I've seen say, like, dog, I, like I'm looking at her purity ring. Why he doing what he doing? And like, yeah, purity right. Don't believe her. So mm -hmm. I'm not taking on that approach, right? That I've never been the person that is trying to attack women. That, that's not me. The, the confrontational like, let, let approach. Not let the other people do their thing. I'm definitely. I'm. I was like Jay. I was like, man, this is from Jay. You talking about the confrontational? They ain't even your nah, steelo. <laughs> that's not me at all, right? Because this is the biggest difference, right? When you look at a lot of those content creators who focus on um, women, their nature, their behavior, they're directing it toward a male audience. So that's the first difference. The second difference is they're they're speaking at women telling them what they need to do, what they should be doing, what they ain't doing, right? That's really considered attacking to some people, to most women especially, right? So for me, I'm not trying to approach it from the perspective of the man. I want to speak directly to a very specific group of women. And for me, that's the most important thing is equipping the women who want to be equipped. Because I already know, like 90% of women are not going to find the value in the content that we're putting out and I already know that ahead. See, like, that's the difference is most people set out and they're trying to get everybody. No, 
I'm trying to attract 10% of women, man. I already know the three criteria that the women who are going to find the most value in our content are. And those are the women that I'm holding in and trying to reach. The 90 may tune in and tap in based on what we're talking about, but it's not really going to help them because they miss those three elements that are vital. So what's the three elements then? What's the three elements? Easy. So the first one is receptive. That right there is going to eliminate about 80% of women because most women are not receptive to listening to men in general, let alone <laughs> listening to men talk about dating and relationships. So they're going to tune in and they be like, yo, this dude talking about dating relationships. Nah, I'm out of here. I ain't trying to hear him because they're just not receptive because of all of the other type of energy that's out there in the space. So it's only going to be a very select few women that will even meet that first criteria, even being receptive to hearing what me, you and other men that I bring on the show. And we're having these conversations about, about men helping you to understand us, helping you to know how to interact with us. Right? So that's the first criteria. The second is we're talking to women of faith. Now, I'm not, I'm not care about people's specific theological or religious um, preference. Like that, that used to be right to real love, but not anymore. Like, I don't care. I just want people who are spiritually minded. Why? Because it means you have some moral foundation or guide that's leading you a life. Once again, that's a very small population of women. Like most people are navigating this world on their own terms. So it's going to be a very small select group of women who are really morally grounded when it comes to their spiritual life and path. And then the third criteria, really simple, man, is the person that is invested in improving. Most people are not, man. Let's be real, D. The <laughs> segment of our population, a small, I'm not going to say a small segment, but there's a segment of our population, right, where they don't think they need to change. They good. They like, yo, I don't need to change. It's nothing that I need to improve in my life, right? But I just, need, I just need the right people around me. <laughs> yo, they won't even they won't even come they won't even concede to that. I think that the majority of people fall in this boat. They want to change. They realize that they're not perfect. They realize that there's things in their life that they probably need to make improvements or changes with, but they want to do it. They're not yet invested or being an active participant in improving in those areas of their life. But the women that I'm focused on and I'm bringing this content to are women who are invested and in actively applying these things in their life. So like I said, that's like 10% of women. <laughs> like for me, I'm coming for the 10%. That's it. I don't, I don't really, the other 90, they can rock with us. They can watch it, but they're going to they gonna miss the ball in one of them places, right? They're either not going to be receptive because they're hearing men and they don't really rock with listening to what men got to say. And that's going to be a lot of people right there. That's going to that's gonna turn a lot of people off. And then the second piece, most of them like, yo, all this, he talking about the Bible. Somebody talked about the Quran. What's, what's all that uh, stuff y'all talking about? The Torah? Like, nah, that ain't me. Boom. They going to check out. And then the last people, they like, yo, uh, want to change, but I, I ain't really about to change now. This is not my season. So you can already see the people that I'm speaking to in this season is a very select group. Mm, man, you, you hit it up heavy on that. Man. And, and, so and this goes back to what I was talking about yeah. before. I know my why. There when you, you know your why, you know, like, then I don't get pressed. Like, oh, man, why ain't I getting all of these views? Well, the majority of people are not going to rock. But if I can build a community with that 10%, oh, we, we taking it all the way to the moon. Man, that's it. That's ill, man. Um, so what, so <clears throat> what, the, so what made you want to make that transition from the, the show with how it was previously formatted to this? Like, what was it like? This, because when you said a little bit, you said like you saw the content everyone else is doing, like what is mine going to be different and what, mm -hmm. what is my why for it? But yep. was it a moment or was it like some video you saw? He's like, man, damn, everybody doing this. No, nah, I mean, I, I've never really been one to uh, try to emulate what other people do. 
for me, my why always has to be about adding value. And more specifically to a community of, of the community of faith, right? You know, particularly with women. I, I know the assignment that God has given me. So I don't try to operate in other lanes, right? I said earlier that I'm not here to attack women, but it's a second thing that I'm not here to do neither that we all know that there are some people out there doing, and that's pandering to women. I may say things that women agree with, but trust me, sweetheart, I'm not saying it because I want you to agree with me. I'm saying it because it's accurate, it's factual, and it can be beneficial to those who are receptive to hearing it. But I'm not going to attack women. I'm not going to pander to them either. I'm just here to help them to gain that better understanding of men, bringing brothers like yourself on so we can have some real conversations. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, those women that top in, they get it. I, I'd, I'd have to be at the lower scale of uh, your uh, your brothers. But see, this is, no, no. Check this <laughs> out, though. Based check, uh, check this out, though. That that's the misconception, right? No, that's I know. I, I know. I get what you're gonna go with it. No, so look, listen, listen to me for a second. Yeah. So, the audience, the women who are who I'm trying to appeal to, they're faith based, right? Mm -hmm. I'm bringing men on and women on the show going forward from all walks of life, because my secondary mission in this, which is kind of getting more to the the deeper piece of it, is we have to bridge this gap between people who are spiritually minded and people that's not. And I know, at least from my opinion, this, this is my perspective, take it how y'all take it. I think that spiritually minded people, primarily Christians, have done a very bad job of building relationships with people that don't believe the same things as them. And I agree. I would it has agree. created a lot of division in our societies, right? And I, I want to quash that. I want to show that I can bring a brother that don't believe in, in God, brothers are atheists or agnostic or whatever, and I can put him right next to a brother that's a Christian or a sister that's a Christian, and we can have a conversation, and we're going to honor one another, we're going to respect one another, and we're going to have a conversation that's going to look at things from more than one perspective, because that's another thing that I've noticed within the community of faith is that they have the blinder of only wanting to look at things from their lens. The world you are operating in does things different. You're ill-equipped. It's just like with game and, you know, the stuff that dudes be telling how to get women. Like, it's not really about manipulating women. It's about understanding them. And it's the same thing. How can you think you're going to navigate these dating and relationship streets and you only are willing to look at things from the biblical perspective? Like, you are going to be out of your water and you're going to start drowning as soon as you get around somebody that know how to play in those waters. Yeah. They know how to swim around your religion, but you don't know how to swim around their lack of religion. Oh, <clears throat> dang. So it's, 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 they know how to play on your home court, but you don't know how to play on their home court. Right, right. To, 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 to the dude in the world, and I'm using it from the perspective of women, to the dude in the world, when he get in your waters, you think you're you a Christian, you're a Buddhist, you're a, you know, you a Jew, whatever you may be, right? Whatever. Because I say I'm not here for just one, but any, any faith that you identify with, right? If all you do is look at it from that perspective, when you get around the secular dude that he he studied up on what these religions do, what they believe in, how they oh, how they operate, plus he understands women. When he get around you, it's a kiddie pool. This is fun day, Sunday. It's easy. You feel me? But when he when you get in his waters, when he bring you around his spot, oh man, you just went into the ocean. Deep water. Every, every dude that went to time. church with a woman just to get him. Every dude has. Every dude has done it. And yo, this is the thing. They ain't even got to do that no more, really. Oh, that, so that's the game that changed up? You, you yo, Back in the day, you had to at least go to uh, one Sunday service. It all depends. I'll put it like that. 
I guess the internet, you know what I'm saying? I'm an old man, you know. Hey, it, hey so I would like, you know, it's levels, right? It's levels. You know, like that probably applies to like the the top tier church girl, right? <laughs> I know a few of those that like they they real churchy churchy. Like if you ain't what they are, they not rocking with you. And to a certain extent, that worked, but I promise you, it's a brother that got that game that will finagle her too in the way. They say I work on Sundays. <laughs> See? <laughs> You know, you know, I go a big mama to, uh, you know, uh, New Bethlehem on, on them days. I can't miss right. going big mama. Right. Now, if you want to come with us with big mama and then you pop up with uh, them, she's like, you know, I'm going to go. Then that's what you let you, big mama. Now she happy because you came to church with a girl and you didn't crush two birds with one stone. <laughs> See? See? And, that's and that's free the thing, game, man. My, uh, my secular brother is free game. That was free game. Yeah, you definitely giving some game away. <laughs> <laughs> But my whole point yeah. is kind of going back to what we were talking about is yeah. I believe that that is something that a lot of women of faith lack is that understanding of the fact that, yo, you are, you new to this and he true to this. <laughs> and when you put those two together, you are at a, a, a disadvantage. I'm not here to try to give you the cheat code. I'm not trying to here to expose brothers. That's not what I'm trying to do. But what I do want you to do is listen to them. Because if you listen to a brother and he telling you, like, listen, this is what it is. This is how it's been. This is how I navigate this. And you're listening from the perspective of a brother that doesn't believe what you believe. Now, at least you know what to kind of expect when you get in the presence of a man like that. Mm -hmm. So what, what about for some of the brothers sitting out there that's, uh, you know, like, man, I'm spiritually based, man. And, I can, you know, they, these girls keep going hither and thither on me. You know, they keep on running around me around the merry-go-round and, and next thing i know i'm paying for hair and nails <laughs> well that's a whole nut that ain't got nothing to do with, <laughs> that ain't got nothing to do with his religion uh, that that, got, that ain't got nothing to do with his religion if, you, if you're doing all of that be a trick, <laughs> so, be a trick. <laughs> no, no facts you said it you said it <laughs> he got he got another issue it right yeah he got, got nothing, to do, it ain't got nothing to do with religion it ain't got nothing to do with women that's a personal issue. <laughs> yeah, that's a personal worth issue right there. That's, nice, that's, man. that's a personal worth issue. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, let's talk about your business podcast a little bit. Um, what's the, what was the, what was the impetus behind that? And like, what is that? What can people expect when they check that one out? Most definitely. So why we succeed is really a podcast for people who are dreamers, man. They've been on the sideline. They have this desire to start their own business and what we want to do is provide them with inspiration and provide them with having and developing the mindset to start that business. And it's not even so much convincing people to go and start some major business or, you know, some small business. You can even be operating as a solopreneur. It could be a side hustle. The whole thing is I want people who have a dream to do something outside of their nine to five to go do it, go start it, try it. And that really just stemmed from myself. Like I told you before, man, I truly believe that the true key to success is relationships. And a lot of the business opportunities that I have, the reason why I finally do have LLCs for the businesses and the work <laughs> that I'm doing is because of other people. Yeah. People like, yo, man, why aren't you doing voiceover work, man? Your voice is dope. Why aren't you doing uh, podcast editing and video editing? Why aren't you doing that? And people saying, hey, you got an LLC? You, you, what, you got all your money in one bank account? Yo, man, you need a different bank account. You got to get it. It's people helping me along the way. And now what I want to do is I want to provide people that are in a similar position with the same. Show them that, hey, man, get off the bench. You can. You can start it. 
start with yourself and make it go from there. And so, so this is basically to kick your people in gear to get them kind of on the right path of their business. That's the the, the definition of that podcast more. You, you Most definitely, man. It, it's really about transforming dreamers into first-time business owners. I, I want those people to stop dreaming, man. Get in the real world. That's, that's going back to like we're right to real love. I feel like a lot of people... Are, are living in this dream world you you can't over spiritualize things when it comes to you know women and relationships who are faith faith minded you have to keep things logical practical and in reality and it's the same thing with business if you have a dream it's not going to you're not that business isn't just going to manifest one day out of nowhere <laughs> <laughs> like you, you're going to that's have real. to take some steps and do it so that's what i want to provide with that podcast by inviting successful entrepreneurs, business owners, and professionals on to share their stories, share their challenges, their obstacles that they've overcome. And yeah, we talk about some of the accomplishments that they've made as well, but it's all to inspire people and show them that, hey, this is what it takes to overcome the obstacles and the challenges that you're facing just getting started so that you can eventually start a profitable business. Mm. So what, so what is, what is some of the your goals with that in terms of like, are you going to bring guests on? Like, what is the kind of format people can expect? People kind of understand a little bit of right to love, but what is mm -hmm. the, 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 what do people expect when they're coming into that podcast? Right. So it's very similar, man. I, I'm not going to lie. I definitely have affinity for having conversations with other people. Right? There's nothing wrong with right? that. <laughs> for, 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 for some time, like I, I've been dragging my feet about stepping out and doing my own thing, but I just love having conversations and connecting with other people, learning about their journeys. Case in point, I just was recording a couple of days ago with a young lady uh, that I've been knowing. I knew her from the podcast, Alexis, and we recorded for Right to Real Love. And then she came on a live show and then we chopped it up and had her on the business podcast. And I had never known about what she did for her profession. And she's a project manager. And I learned a whole bunch of stuff about project management that I never <laughs> knew. And it's having the opportunity to learn things from people that can inspire me. Yo, it, it's inspiring to me. Like I walk away from the, these podcasts with gems. I was recording earlier last week with two brothers that were engineers and retired at 25 years old. And I'm like, what's in the wow, world? What, like, what, yo, what they, what they, what they, what they transition into? So they transitioned into what, well, what allowed them to start their businesses because they have their own businesses was real estate. So okay. they, they did the nine to five un, uh, engineering hustle thing. Uh, I call it a hustle, but profession. Awesome. They, awesome. they, did, they did the engineering profession and they stacked their bread and they started investing in property, started renting them out. They said they actually started with doing house hacks. So, you know, bought a home. And then, you know, lived in a portion of it and then rented out the other portion of the house. And that was one of the ways that they got started. They actually was able to stack their brain and buy multiple properties and eventually was able to, you know, transition out of being engineers. One started a cleaning business and the other started a rental car business. And it's just like, yo, that's major. And just <laughs> understanding these stories and, and shout out to them. Their podcast is the Money Monopolizers podcast. So go show them brothers some love, Alex and Marlon, if you guys want to check them out. Yeah, 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 yeah. But that's what the podcast is about for me learning and, and connecting with amazing people that are are successful in their their fields and at the same time sharing it with our audience but i really want to build a community just like with right to real love that i'm a i, I am a community builder right like <laughs> i have people like you and other amazing people that i've met in my network and if i can put a community together and connect the dots man that is where i really that's why i, I love it man that's where i thrive man man I, so now we are at the hardest part of the interview it's called this or that. You got, okay. you got two options. 
You got to okay. choose one. Okay. All right. Fresh okay. Prince or Martin? Oh, Martin, hands down, boy. Not, not even a question. Not even, not even. Like when I go back to other discussion, when I started on YouTube, I used to have clips of Martin and I used to break it down and analyze it. Yo, I might have to go, go back to doing that. I, I don't know how copyright work now, but like if people, well, I don't think the video is still there, but I used to break down relationship stuff based on Martin episodes. I would break down different interactions between him, Gina, Pam, and the rest of them. That's how I got my start. So, you know, Martin is my guy, man. Always, <laughs> always, man. Oh, wow. I didn't even know. You want you to let me peep though. If you got some of those, I'm interested to see those. I'm, I'm going to see. I, had, I haven't been on the uh, the old channel in a minute, but uh, I'll have to see if some of them are still up. <laughs> okay, okay. All right. J oh, I, I, and let, let, let me fair warn you. Yeah. That, that was before I found my, my spiritual path. Uh, so... You know that that's really that, oh, yo, that, that that's, sounds right that's up my alley. That sounds right up my alley. That's the backslide. It probably section. will be, bro. Okay, I I used to be wild. My tongue, my tongue was not tamed at that point. <laughs> oh, okay. Jay Z or yeah. Nas? Jay Z or Nas? That's a good one. So I would have to go with the artist that I listen to the most, and that's definitely Jay Z. So yeah. I'm based it based on. There's that. no wrong but, answer. There's no wrong answer there. Yeah. All right. Next up. Holly Berry or Nia Long? Nia Long, hands down. I was just watching The Best Man yesterday. And I'm sitting here thinking like, yo, I, I, I know that there, there are two women. Well, it used to be one woman. That I was like, yo, like, to me, if I had to choose any woman, like, I'll probably choose her. And I was like, that woman, I'll be honest. And, and, and I hope, I don't, I, hope I, don't, I don't get my black car revoked or nothing. Not a, not a black woman. She's still a woman of color. But not a black woman, but I was like, yo, if I had to choose like my top black woman, like it's Nia Long. Have you seen her recently? Yes. Like, I mean, she in her 50s and, and still looking good. <laughs> Early 50s. Yeah, 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 yeah. Because her husband's the coach of uh, the Boston Celtics now. Right. Shout out to him. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sade or Anita Baker? Mm. <laughs> they get harder and harder, brother. They, Yo, we start you off real. with a softball. We, we, we start going... I'm gonna go with Anita. I'm gonna go with Anita. Cause you're from Michigan. I knew that. I, I forgot what whole team we playing on. <laughs> I, there's some, most of these for most people would be a little bit more softball. I mean, more a little more harder. <laughs> but see, I forgot the home team. All right. right. I'm, now I'm, 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 this is simply for you since you're a uh, Detroiter. Okay. Eminem or Royce the Five Nine? Oh, Eminem. Eminem. Okay. Okay. Yep. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Okay. All right. Now I'm finna get even deeper on the Detroit uh map. Uh oh. This is only for this is only people that and I and I did my research here beforehand. All right. Uh oh. All right. Okay. The Chambers brothers. Oh man. Or <laughs> BMF. That is so tough, man. That that's tough. For the legendariness man. in Detroit. Uh, and actually, you know what? Let me do Chambers Brothers versus uh what was it? The um I forgot, I can't remember now. It's some boys. Um uh, that was before them. Uh that was um but let's just do let's keep BMF Chambers that's Brothers. That's cool. Because people so, don't the Chambers Brothers are what they made part of the reason they made New Jack City. Like that's part right. of New Jack right. City, so, so like I, I'm gonna keep it with what we what we know about you know really coming up. So I'm gonna go with Chambers Brothers. Ooh, that's 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 how you know. You I mean, you know everybody you old, on the BMF you know way, old, though, and Jay. they only really know about it because of this show, right? Right. Well, yeah, but I'm saying, but that's how you know you old though, Jay, because the Chambers Brothers people understand they had them. They uh, they they was so they weren't so rich, but maybe so stupid. 
they videotaped themselves counting up money. That was the yeah. that's how it gave the if and then they got that's how they got caught up. They like, yeah, well, you know, we got hundreds and ones and ha ha. If you can look it up on YouTube, they yeah. got the old videos, and then it was on like ABC, NBC, CBS. Look at these Negro drug dealers. Look right. at them just prodding their profits. The hey, you know what they say, drug. man. Vanity and ego always will bring you down. Yep. Yep. Pride yep. comes before a fall for my spiritually minded. Yeah, no, 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 no. And that's, that's no, that's real. That's real. So all right, let me. Let me keep it keep it flowing along. Okay. E forty are too short. Oh my goodness! Uh, I know that D has a very affinity for the Bay Area. D and the Bay yeah. Area have a a special connection. And, and it's interesting, right? I'm gonna say E forty because like E forty cracks me up. Like yes, like it is <laughs> like the dude is just whether it's him rapping or him him just talking like i mean this dude will say some riddles and rhymes that's just like yo what my man just say run that back and plus th this is this is kind of like a personal story right mm -hmm. i remember the first time i ever heard e40 it was some mixtape that i got back when i was in like high school i put this on and my cousin was in the house and he was like who is that like <laughs> he hated the way e40 sound he's like he hated e40 so like that E40 song became a troll. Like whenever I went to go school my cousin up, I was like, yo, man, I got what this song, banger what song for you. Was it? I got this banger for you, bro. And I put that E40 on. He'd be like, he'd give me the look, like, yo, turn that. What off. song, like, what song is was what song was it? I can't even remember, bro. Is it a classic I, or is it like a like a it's a, it's a, it, was, it's a it, it had to have been a classic at the time. Because it was on a mix. 90s. Yeah, it was on a mix. Yeah. Yeah. I can't <laughs> remember the song. It wasn't like I listened to it because I was really digging it. It was, I just listened to it because I, I wonder know if it was trolling my cousin. Like, me? Was it sprinkle me? I solely used it to troll him because I ain't going to hold you up. Like E-40, like the way he sound in some of them songs is hilarious, bro. Yes. Yeah. And, I, and he's getting his roses song, more as he's getting a little bit older in the game. People are like, wow, that's like some, that's a talent in itself of what he does. Right. Right. All right. Uh, uh, Jordans or Kobe's? The shoes? The shoes. Jordans. Okay. All right. Yeah. Jordan versus Kobe players. <laughs> Jordan. Okay. All right. Piston. And, and, and look, and let me let me preface mm -hmm. this because you said player. Now, if you would have had me chickens in a person, I would have chose Kobe. I definitely okay. like Kobe as a person more than I like Jordan. But uh to me, like Jordan's killer instinct, he got it's a reason why he's the GOAT. And I know some that's debatable to some people, but I know why he's the GOAT in my book. And he, he'll be that. And it, it has nothing to do with what most people think. It's because I understand why he go at LeBron and a lot of these dudes so hard when people put them in the same conversation as him. And he has every right to do so. But, yeah, that's my choice. All right. Next up, <clears throat> we're going to jump into the movie side. Okay. New Jack City. This is a triple threat match. New Jack oh, City. Man. Juice or Boys in the Hood. And I gotta pick one. Only one. Three enters, one leaves. Why? Why are you tripling up now, man? Like with this. Three enters, one leaves. All right, I'm gonna go. I'm gonna go for that one right behind you, G. Juice. You know what it is? Juice. Yeah. <laughs> good yeah. man. Good man. Good man. Yeah. Good man. <laughs> <laughs> and that ain't. That's not just the reason why. Like I mean, he just happened to be back there. Yeah. No. No. But, like, no. That's, Juice the, is that's the one that I've watched more than any of the other multiple times. Multiple times. Yeah. It's people are like if you really dissect that, Juice is a movie every kid should see. 
Facts. Because it, and I know, all I'm not taking any merits away from the other ones. I love New Jack. I love Boys in the Hood. But Juice it shows the perennial thought process and day to day of a teenage kid just doing regular stuff. Like, right. and how you can just, how that can go into you, your life being, getting into a bad situation from you doing regular things and thinking mm-hmm. that you just being slick, just, just skipping school, doing this, and then it's a slippery <laughs> slope, potentially, and now you end up robbing a store, your boy's dead, and then you keep, and all this other drama happens. Right. And right. you got a psychopath in your crew that you didn't know, you you should have realized already that he was a psychopath. In Facts. <laughs> Facts. That's real. And that's just kind of how I've always looked at uh, uh, Juice and that. All right. The bad boy pistons or the early 2000 pistons? Bad boy, hands down. No question. <laughs> no question. No question. And that's not taking nothing away from our 04 boys. But nah, bad boys are something different. They should have back to back. But that's they did a whole other story. They did? Yeah. You, t- you want them to go three. They could have went three. Three. That's what it was. Okay. Yeah, they could have went three. Okay. Yeah, they went back okay, to I'm back bugging. 89 oh. and 90. Right, I know. I was thinking the old four boys could have back to back too. Yeah, the old four boys. The bad boys that could have back to back. Right, that's what it was. Yeah, oh four should have definitely back to back. Yeah, they definitely um, should have. Uh, this Robert is an open Ory. ended question. Uh, um, uh, would you? How? What would you give up your firstborn for the Detroit Lions to win a Super Bowl? Never. <laughs> and let me let me say that again. Never. <laughs> <laughs> The Detroit Lions winning a Super Bowl ain't worth it, huh? Nah, it's definitely not worth it. Now I'm on firstborn. Come on, bro. <laughs> oh, oh, but you will give up a child, though, for the Lions to win one. No, not any child. No, nah, I mean, you just mentioned the firstborn, so I'm, I'm being specific in that regard. But, like, nah, I wouldn't give up none of my seed for the Lions to win no Super Bowl. Not at all. Not at all. <laughs> the, the Lions is perpetually forever just going to be just – the lions i'm not saying i'm not saying they can't win one but they definitely not gonna win one from that sacrifice <laughs> <laughs> i'm just saying man hey, sacrifice for the d baby sacrifice nah. for the d nah <laughs> no way <laughs> all right all right would you rather have a hundred million dollars at one time or would you rather have the availability to talk to anyone you want to talk to once a week. Oh, that's, that's interesting. So like, how long am I talking to him? You get an hour. I get an hour. Anybody. I mean, they gotta be alive. Okay. I mean, clearly. Yeah, but I mean, no, 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 I, I, no, no, I, I, I've I, asked this question before. Like, yo, I, I'm scared to be like, but I'm not into necromancy, D. <laughs> Right, no, no, no. They like a spirit gonna come down. Like, let me get the king. Like, nah, Martin, man, the, nah. like, what are you, what are you talking about? Dexter King, he's still like, no, 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 Martin. Nah, no, 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 nah, he's okay. about to be alive. So, okay, I'm gonna say this I'm gonna go with being able to connect with anybody because it goes back to what I was talking to you about before. I think that the true key to success is relationships. Mm-hmm. And if I can tap in with any person at any given time throughout the rest of my life. I think that that will definitely pay off way more than, you know, just getting that lump sum of $100 million for sure. Okay. Yep. So we got two more. This is another okay. triple threat for you. <laughs> the Wire, um, Power, or Snowfall? Too easy. The Wire. Too easy. When you said the Wire, like, don't leave. Next time you do that one, don't leave with, no, the, don't wire. Leave with the Wire. Don't leave with the Wire. Already, it was, it was nothing. I don't think there was anything that you could have put up there after the wire that would have made me be like, hmm, 
no, no, no show. So like no Breaking Bad, no. Um, nah. Okay. Nah. Okay. Nah. Okay. Wire, Wire is the only show that I broke my TV rule for. Um, I'm different from most people. I only watch shows after the season is over when I can go and watch every episode. I actually used to tap into the wire on a weekly basis. Only <laughs> show I've ever done that for. Only show. That's, Only so you show. would just wait till the DVDs come out back then or yeah. when it was streaming? I mean, like, e even, even one of my favorite shows, I still wouldn't put the wire over it, right? Like, one of my favorite shows, like, next to the wire is 24. Like, I used to love me some doggone Jack Bauer. Like, <laughs> that that was my show. But, like, I, I could never wait every – I could not watch 24 week by week. Like that, like you have anxiety waiting to see what happens. Nah, man, I, I've sat up for an entire 24 hours and watched an entire <laughs> season, but I've def, I'm not waiting for a whole seven days to go by to figure out what the heck is about to happen next with my man, Jack. Nah, but hands down the wire, man, that show is a classic. Wires, it is, it's the best TV show ever in history to me, personally. I, I would have to agree with you. Um, the, Let me another show you, you should check I, I out. Don't, I don't mean to switch things, but yeah, go why ahead. do you think, why do you think it's the best? Uh, the, the wire is the best because it shows every aspect of life and shows how they all fail within every aspect of life and like mm -hmm. how none of them are winners or losers. Everyone's mm -hmm. just existing. Gotcha. You want to like, know, you want to know why the wire stands out to me as one of the best shows is because it's the first show that I can point to where they put the actual story before the actors. Yes. We they didn't care who we, we had will to kill call. anybody off. And <clears throat> that's reminiscent of real life. Yeah, that's real life. Like you watch shows and you'd be like, yo, that dude would be dead. What are you talking about? And moving and moving the light of the show. Like, so you may have been with McNulty in season one. You didn't even see him for real in season two and part of three. Right. You know what I'm right. saying? Because it was like we're, we're directing it. We're going over some other direction. Right. <clears throat> the parts of Baltimore are so hey. bigger than one person. I got to ask you this. And I, I, I yeah. don't mean to take over your show. I don't. No, 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 right? no, no. We, I told you this is a conversation, baby. So who's your favorite character on The Wire? Oh, Oh, um, the person with, it's like, I love Snoop. Like, I love Snoop. Like, <laughs> because, and you know, it might be Snoop and Chris Parlow, for real, to be honest. Okay. Like, real. them, like, because they, like, they, they, like, what they did was a job. But they mm -hmm. also have morals within it. Like, we ain't doing that. Mm -hmm. But they also were psychopaths that were serial killers Facts. at the same time. Facts. Facts. You know, so they had some duality to them. I mean, I love, I, one, I really hate it. And I think a lot of people give too much grace to a Stringer Bell. Mm -hmm. um, I think he's the more, biggest villain on the show to me, even more than Marlo to me. Mm -hmm. uh, I love the quotables from Marlo. Marlo's got some, some simple so, quotables. <laughs> so why do you think Stringer Bell is the biggest because Stringer Bell, at, at least I think I think Avon understood and knew what it was. Avon mm -hmm. wanted it to be something different than what it was. It's almost like the line when Marlo says, "You want it to be one way, but it's the other way." That. A, that's and Stringer wanted it to be the other way, like trying to do all this different stuff, doing yes. this, doing that. Do you still in the game, B? Like this is mm -hmm. you ain't mm -hmm. never gonna get outside. And he would do like snaky stuff to mm -hmm. try to insulate himself to try to be yeah. at the level, and that's. Hey, but you know where he messed up, though, right? Like, let's talk about when it. When he killed you know D'Angelo, right? Huh? When he had D'Angelo killed. No, no, no. I'm not, not talking about with the game. Like, oh. with his ability to make that transition. Because he wanted to make that jump, right? Yep. He made the mistake of trying to bring... 
What's up, y'all? This is RVS. This is ROD, aka Rated R. And we are the We Coming For You cast. And we talk about pro wrestling from a black dude's perspective. Tell them what they can expect on this here podcast. Oh, we're going to give you all the raw and dirty and the everything black from AEW, WWE, Impact Wrestling, and any other wrestling in between. If you want your wrestling unfiltered, uncensored, and you want it raw, you need to subscribe to the We Come For You cast. Right here on SOLC Network. Hood dudes into that new venture. That's where he messed up. And, he should have went outside the hood too. to build that outside of the hood business. That's where he messed up. You you going to B school? Connect with some other B school kids. Connect with somebody over there. You messed up trying to drag these hood dudes into your print shop and your your legitimate business. That's where he messed up. That should have been something that he was doing completely isolated from that hood stuff. And when you get around yeah. them hood dudes, don't even give a wink of what you're doing. But that's because he didn't have didn't still didn't have the respect of the B students school people. So he could still look like a that, king with them and be like, well, you know, I'm just putting you on right. game. You know, you know how somebody learns something. But you know what that speaks to be able to, to tell though. somebody else it, not necessarily for their own knowledge. But you know what that speaks to what his major flaw was, right? Ego. No, even even beyond that, right? His major mm-hmm. flaw was lack of patience. Mm-hmm. Lack of patience. The same, it took you, it took you time to build what y'all built in the streets. Why are you trying to rush the process that's legal? That's going to take some time. Built and even more time. Even more time. Even more time. Right. <laughs> that's where he messed up. That, to me, that was his Achilles heel. Patience. Because so, think uh, about it. Even when you look at the people that he hit off, right, and all that type of stuff, it was lack of patience when you boil it down. Because he was the trying to gonna do nothing. something up. What's that? Because D'Angelo wasn't going to do nothing? Nothing at all, man. Nothing at all. He was pretty much out the game. Yeah, he was like, just leave me alone. I just want to kind of be me. I'm going to do my time. Right. Just leave me alone. Right. I there mean, was no on. reason to think he was going to snitch. And, and this is the thing. Like, Stringer already was knocking down this dude, baby. That's what I'm saying. Soul. Like, what <laughs> you? Come on, dog. And he's doing nothing about it. Like, he is not a threat. Any dude that know you knocking down his baby moms and he not doing nothing, boy, just stand in your masculine frame and let that be that. Why are he you doing what, what, what D'Angelo was with, 15, 20? Right. Dude, stop it. You've been you've been with her and broke up with her three times before D'Angelo get out. Right. And and, and Avon, Avon adapted himself too much to the streets, the opposite of that, where it was like mm-hmm. you couldn't see more than just like, I need to have these eight blocks. Yeah. yeah. I need to control these eight blocks. Mm-hmm. I mean, I love Bodie too, man. I mean, actually, you know what? Um, it may be naming on the low too, man. Because mm. naming is what at most kids are if they get the opportunity right right and then on the flip side you've got mm-hmm. uh what was my homeboy uh, i can't remember his name uh the one that was selling the candies that totally flipped yeah. to the other side uh yeah because you know because they because they called him a snitch he flipped it mm-hmm. and now he's the everything you are and then you got um michael you know right. he's on his thing so that's his name, deep, yo, i was i was talking about it before and i could not remember um Tristan's character. I was like, I know Tristan is his name in real life, but I couldn't remember his name on the show for now. Michael. That's what yep, it was. Michael, right? man. He yeah. became a new everything. And then and then I know people didn't like the way the series ended, but I loved it because it showed that everything is it, all these same players gonna be the same. Ain't right. nothing changed. It's just a new face for the same position. Right. Right. That's real, man. Man, well, man, Jay, man, thank you for coming on. Let, let everybody know all the <laughs> socials, all the stuff. You might think we 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 gonna we starting to uh wire podcast up soon, man. I'm gonna have to get oh, that'd be dope, man. Yo, we gonna, we gonna, we gonna do every episode. Every episode, we're gonna dissect every episode. 
Oh, wow. Yo, yo, that, that's going to take y'all a minute. Yo, that's-, yeah, that's the point, though. It's a limited series, though. You know what I mean? I like that. I and like then, that. And then uh, uh, a show you should peep if you haven't. Have mm-hmm. you peeped uh, uh, Top Boy? Yeah, that's my show right there. Yeah, okay, okay. Why okay. one? <laughs> and, and, and another one is Gangs of London, if you haven't peeped that either. Yeah. Gangs of London. That one's good, um, man. It's like it's a, a show. Uh, it's like it's a it's a tie version of the wire, like a, a like a suit and tie version. Oh wow. So it, but it's black, it white, it's black gangs, white gangs, Indian gangs, Asian Yo, gangs all together. What what streaming platform? AMC. Is that on? AMC. No, what streaming platform? AMC. Oh, AMC? Yeah. Okay. Okay. It's on AMC Plus. It's not on a regular AMC. You gotta have the AMC Plus, or you can go through uh Hulu. Okay, okay. That yeah, it's that, on Hulu. Yeah, I'm talking to... gangs in London. It's gonna start out with a bang, man. It's yeah, it's a yo, yo, who who's your personal um top boy? Oh man, uh Sully, man. Mm. I ain't yeah. mad at that. Yeah, Sully's real. Yeah, Sully, I ain't gonna man. hold you, man. I like I like the young boy Jamie. You do? Yeah, man. The young boy Jamie, yeah, man. I don't know, man. It, it, I like him, man, but it's just like, it was almost how, it took me a while to like really respect Marlo. Cause like that third season, I'm like, oh, this dude's going to be dead in a minute. Cause that's how they kind of set up Marlo in season three. But see, like, that, that go to tell you something about me. Cause my favorite character in The Wire is Marlo. Really? Yep. Man, you, are you, really? Yo, like, I don't, I don't think most people analyze these characters the way that I do. Like, I see, I see beyond what people see on the surface. It's the mind in these dudes. Yeah, no, 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 no. I get what you said. I'm talking about just, you know, I respect everything Marlo, you know what I'm saying, how he's built. I just don't like him just because he was just, yeah. he just played the game. He played chess, man. No, I, see, I don't think he played chess, though. I feel like he played chess as long as you were playing with his rules. He didn't play in the general rules, which is still not going to work. And that's why he couldn't exist in that business world mm-hmm. at the end of the, the, the season because he, that but, wasn't his chessboard. But see, like to your point, right? Anybody that would have been like Marlo but lacked this one thing would not have made it. Like you said, most people that are the Marlo don't make it. You want to know what it is that allow him to make it to the point that he did? Go ahead. It's the fact that he had already accepted his fate from the beginning. And that, that's the one thing that I say, man. Like, I'm a good dude, right? But the one thing that I tell people behind closed doors, and I guess I'm saying it openly in, in this <laughs> endeavor, is like, you got to make a choice, man. I, I don't think life is one of those things where you try to play the middle. Like, don't. Mm. But what's the point of being neutral? You either all in or you all out. You either, like Marlo said, you want it one way, but it's but the, it's other, the way. other way. It, it can't be both. So my thing is, if you're going to be a good guy, be a good guy. If you Like, when we go back to relationships, right? If you're going to be a, a nice guy, be a nice guy. If you're going to be a player, be a player. If you're going to be a dog, be a dog. If you're going to be a simp, be a simp. But own whatever it is that you is. Don't be out here simping and talking about you alpha. Don't be out here saying, <laughs> you know, you know, like, that type of stuff. Like, own what you are. Own, own what's inevitable. Know what your end looks like. If you don't know what your end looks like, then you are already at a disadvantage, especially when you play against somebody that know where they going. And that's the one thing that I saw with Marlo is Marlo already knew that it was ending one way or the other. Locked up or dead. He had already come to that conclusion before he even got into it. He didn't care. He's like, where the crown? He know where the dude's trying to tell him, yo, you know where that end? Yeah, I don't care. But Avon's the same way, though. What's that? Avon was the same way, though. He was. He was. And look how long he lasted, too, right? I mean, he's still, I mean, yeah, I mean, yeah, I mean. That's the reason why they, that's the reason why they butted heads like this. Because they were the same person. 
not necessarily the same person. No, so I like they, the same type. They they saw it the saw it the same way. Right, right. So like it it's one thing to be accepting of your fate, but your personality still play a role too. And when you break down the personalities between Marlo and Avon, that's where you're gonna get the difference. Yeah, because a- 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 Avon played the game straight up, like this is how we doing it. Yeah, like this is it. Marlo's like, yo, I'm I'm outside the lines. I'm wherever it is. You know what I'm saying? This, we just going to get this picture done. I don't care how it's going to get done. Right. And, and I also feel that Marlo, when Marlo lost Chris and Snoop, that's when most of his power was gone. Right. But see, that's because he's smart, though. Like, let, let's be honest. Anybody that want to make it to the top, you know that you can't be the one that's going to be doing all that dirt. Yeah, 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 yeah. But he had to put enough in and enough dirt in front of them to know that he would do it too, though. Oh yeah, I mean, don't that goes back to my point. Like, yeah. <laughs> you 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 not gonna make it to the top if you ain't ever did nothing. <laughs> That's the reason why when you got people at the top talking about their hands is clean, like yo, anybody that know anything know that that that's not even possible. Like. Come on, they, like, they say that they role is inherited. Every, like, uh, they say every dynasty, what is it? every roles. dynasty or every group of wealth is is a crime built behind it. Yeah, and, and let's look at this. Like, let's flip the script man, and yeah. talk about it from a different angle. Have you uh, heard of or watched the show Secession? Yeah, I'm watching it now. It, it's the same thing. Like the man at the top, he got all of these kids, but y'all not just gonna inherit the position. You gotta take it. <laughs> That's the point. <laughs> And he don't even respect you unless you take it. That's the <laughs> Cause why should he? You ain't you not demonstrating that you got what it takes to sit in that seat or wear that crown. Mm. And that's some real stuff though, saying like either you in it two feet in, you can't have, and you said and, and for your perspective in general, and this is even a life thing of like most people got they trying to, I want to be in the street a little bit, but I want to be in the suburbs too. Which one and, is? And think about it, man. Think about it. Like when, when people often get caught up, that's playing that yo-yo back and forth. What usually catch up to them? The street bounce, side, not they, the suburb side. When they bounce side. back to one of them other worlds. Yeah, but it's usually it's not the suburb side or the other side. It's usually when they're going back trying to yo-yo the other side, like still keep it sitting on the block. Right. Well, that that's well, we can put it like this. That's the one that we see televised more often, right? right? But let's not get it twisted. Like people bring some of that hood mentality and they try to flip that over there on that other side. You know, that's when you get dudes like, oh, man, well, that's a hood dude, but he in that job. And he like, oh, I learned how to do this white collar crime. You know, like, like oh, oh, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> you know, like he bringing that. Oh, like, hold on. Like, y'all, y'all, like, yo, I peeped that game. Oh, so. So y'all just going to trust me in moving numbers. So there's no. Hold on, say that again. No, no, no. Y'all just going to trust me in moving these numbers on this computer. Right. And nobody, <laughs> like, oh. Right. It's like, oh, <laughs> like, oh, y'all just thought he was just an engineer. Oh, oh, that's all you just thought he was a software engineer. Okay, okay. <laughs> yeah, that's real though. That's real. I right. mean, but it's all a mentality, you know what I'm saying? At the end of the day, like is you either gonna be in it all the way or you that's a that's a that's a yeah. good perspective of Marlo to think about with that and Avon too. Yeah. But yeah, like I was saying, yeah. I think the the distinguishing point between the two of them are the differences in their personalities, right? And I'm not sure how familiar you are with, you know, like the kind of what they call like the four personality types. Yeah, 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 but, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, like to me, Marlo. The disc, the disc. Yeah, yeah. And, and it's all different. You know, they, they have them in different types or what have you. Um, but like when I look at Marlo, I would categorize him and I could be wrong. But I think that he's a powerful caloric and a perfect melancholy because he has he has that presence. 
but at the same time, he mad quiet. Like he's mm -hmm. he not gonna be talking, he's not gonna be rabble rousing. And I think that that's where you get that difference between him and um, Avon. Because I definitely believe Avon is a powerful caloric, but I would lean him more towards being a popular singer where he's going to be loud mouth. He's going to be, you know, and that brings a whole nother dynamic. Like, come on, B, you, I told you to go. <laughs> right, right. And that difference, that difference right there, it will lead you in two different directions on how you play things out. I mean, you got to think, we didn't hear Marlo talk. For real, for real, the whole third season. Like, remember, he would just be there, like sitting in the tire shop, looking in the, the rims. Like, right, yeah, yeah go right. ahead and uh, uh, tell that girl, uh, girl, it's your turn. Like, you know, what I'm saying, like, and that's yeah. it. You're, <laughs> like, you didn't really get no quotables from uh, Marlo until season four. Right, right. <laughs> that's real, man. That's real. Yeah. So I'm, I'm, going, I'm, I'm leaning off what you're saying. Like, yeah, are you right? He, I mean, I, I, he was always quiet, but and mm -hmm. it just seemed like, and maybe he under, and, and I always wonder. If Marlo did have a fear of people, maybe he wasn't as smart on the like the side of smarts as he as people would want or he thought he was. So he didn't want to mm -hmm. say too much. So it's like he was yeah. smart enough to know that I don't want to say too much because I don't know this until I right. know it, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. And see, like it was the it was the powerful caloric in him that that really messed him up when it came down to um, when they were all bringing that alliance together. When the, the all of the dealers tried to come together and he wasn't with that? Yeah, the co-op, right? And he wasn't with it. See, like, that's that powerful caloric in him wanting to be the main dude in the room. Wanting to be that main alpha and telling all of these other dudes what to do, how they going to get with it, or, you know, get down, lay down, right? Because he <laughs> you know, shut that, down that the co-op, right? Stuff. After he killed Prop Joe, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That's wild, man. It's, it's so wild that he was able to keep it like people, it was like I was like, "Yo, you know, it's only Snoop and Chris you gotta get, and then you gonna be able to get to him, right?" But they were so scared of him, man. But this is the thing; they didn't know where to get to him. No, I mean, I guess yeah, because because we only know from our perspective as yeah, a viewer, they we don't they, they know don't know that it's head. only two people really doing all these bodies. He, they think it's an army, maybe. Look, nobody know where Marlo laid his head. That's the one thing that we can say. Like yeah. nobody knew that. Like, if they don't know where to hit you, like, like it, it was just like Omar. Nobody knew where he laid his head. That's the reason why no, none of the players would have got Omar. None of them. Like, yeah. they don't know where he laying at. This dude, he, he taking up in abandoned buildings. Like, you can't, you can't spot him. The only place they knew where he was, but then it brought that moral context into it, was, oh, man, he goes to church with his granny. Right, and then trying it's to shoot like, the grandma. So, so you gonna, you gonna pop? You gonna pop him there? Like that's the only time you can figure out his move. Other than that, it was just happenstance. Yeah, because even Marlo, when he was messing with the girls and stuff, he only, he took him to like another crib, right? He took him to you know he took Shorty to the to the truck, like right, like, that's he, right, that's right. He knocked her down right there in the same parking lot. That's right. That's right. That's right. Sure did. Sure did when they try to and set see, him up. That that's the perfect Melly calling him is the fact that he quiet that you don't even know his moves. Yeah. Like, but this is the difference with Avon. Even if you may not know where he resting his head, you know where all his people stay at. <laughs> that's another thing, right? Yeah, but that's also but, a, but too, I, right? I, I wonder people, I, I would say that Avon ruled out of love more than fear, though. Marlo ruled from fear, not love. Yeah. Like, people yeah, wanted to die for Avon because they messed with Avon. Like, they was like, yo, 
Avon, like, like you don't, I don't see nobody dying from Marlowe because of, like, I'm messed with Marlowe. People would have right. died. Like, when Weebae took all them bodies for him, that's because mm-hmm. he loved Avon. Like, that's, right. that, you know, that's because I don't that, see nobody doing that for Marlowe. But that's because that's his man's in them, though, right? Like, right, but who's different. Marlo's man's in them that would take a body for him? I don't know. If, I don't even know if Chris and Snoop would have, to be honest. And that's actually a good question. I'm gonna actually write that down for the show. Like that is who would have who would have done who would have took a body for him and like in like in sitting there like like uh Rebe did. That's a good question. I, I would say I feel to a certain extent that um I think Chris or Snoop might have under the right circumstances. But I think it's but is it because of love or is it because of their duty as them being their, their duty though? Well, this is the thing, man. You know, in the game, it ain't about love. It's about loyalty, period. Right, right. right? But I'm, so, I'm, not, I'm saying it's duty, not loyalty for them too. Like, this is what I do. I, it's like, I, I, but I, this, it's, it's not going to be duty for them, though. It's not going to be duty for them. That's why I say it will have to be loyalty. Duty for them is catching bodies. They do that easy. Like, duty is stuff <laughs> that come easy to a person. Yeah. Going and doing that time for somebody, that don't come easy. Yeah. That, 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 ain't, that ain't a part of their line of work. They knew what they was. They was hitters, period. It was and, and people probably thought it was more than, than what it was, too. Just because they was doing so much activity. It was like, dude, they were they putting bodies up in the abandoned buildings all, all over, over the place. And it's only two of them doing it. Right. <laughs> and they're killing their own people and doing it. So it's right. like, how many of them is? So I'm, as points you made about from an outside drug dealer in this co-op, like, dude, how many of them is it? Like, right. <laughs> they, they dropping bodies all over the city. But it's yeah. really two people that are serial killers. That but see, are like, by. that's the difference. See, that's the difference when you move in silence. Because you can give off the impression that it's a whole army out there behind you. I mean, he did have a nice amount of people, but not like as big as people probably thought. Yeah, I mean, let's be honest. You're not going to have all them people that's going to ride with you. Like, they only ride with you when you hot, when you popping, when you top, mm-hmm. right? If you're not the top boy, kind of going back to that, yep. like, they going to abandon you. Everybody should know you ain't gonna have more than two people in that type of game that's gonna be with you. The minute like, you got uh, more than who two move crews, uh, who move crews is it Savino? Who's that? that? Went from uh Barksdale crew to uh, a, uh to uh to uh, it was Savino, I think that was in both crews. I think so. I think so. It's Savino, yeah, because I, I know they was pissed, like yo, you know, I know Bodie was like, yo, Savino over there with them, right? Right, yeah, it's. Yo, man, yo, we can yeah, talk no, about no, we, you got to get you on the wildcast, man. <laughs> we might have to talk to you about being on it, period. We might just get you on. Let's yo, bring you on. I, yo, I, I like that show, man. Like that, like I said, that's definitely my favorite. And I, I definitely have my theories and my takes on different episodes and characters for sure. Yeah, so we get, let everybody know where they can get all this content, man. And y'all, and look, I'm going to make him do this wire show now. He and I, I already wrote it down <laughs> in my notes already. I'm already like, yo, we already got a third member. Let's get it. <laughs> Yeah, man. So you guys can definitely check me out on YouTube. Just search for Right to Real Love with Jay Emanuel or Why We Succeed with Jay Emanuel. That's the easiest way to find both of those channels on YouTube. Do you, uh, do you got the audio still popping or is it only on YouTube? Yeah, it is. But my primary focus is going to be YouTube. I'm scaling gotcha. back what I do on the audio side. So okay. if they want the, the majority of the content, that's going to be on YouTube. Is there is it, or How do people get in contact with you for podcast consulting, et cetera? Oh, yeah, most definitely. They can definitely um, hit me up on Twitter. You can DM me at I am Jay Emanuel. Okay. And you got the IG or anything for everybody on IG that may need to hit you up because people, everybody platform so different. Some people are like, I only do this, I only do that, you know. Yeah, so 
I, I'm not on there a lot, but my IG is right to real love show. Right to real love show is the, the IG handle. Yeah. Well, man, Jay, dude, I appreciate this so much. Like, man, dude, like we, we don't have to get this wire thing cracking because I got a whole <laughs> bunch of other theories that I have for a whole bunch of other random stuff, man. Which, which makes this, which this is the reason it's the best show ever is that right. we had a 15 minute conversation on two characters and, and didn't explore 50 other people. <laughs> right. <laughs> Yo, I love it, man. I love it. I- Cause I mean, it gets deep. Like that's another thing that why that show stands out. It's not service level. It's like it's a whole psychology behind everything that's happening. And the, and the sad part is, if HBO would have supported that properly, it would have been even bigger. Because mm. I know yeah. they're talking about doing a prequel, uh, prequel now movie now to really? show basically how the Barksdales came up. Okay, which yeah, I'd be I'll interested, be honest, to man. See that. I'll be honest. I'm one of them people like, yo, when you got a masterpiece, man. Yeah, but you, but, but I, th- but I think you seeing the come up, like I'm, I'm fine with that. Like how to do a Sopranos movie, like a little two hour movie, not mm-hmm. a series, just a little movie, just to get our feet wet. You yeah. know, showing Barksdale's come up, and you, right. you can cast all new people. You ain't gotta have, yeah. you know, or maybe you started out with Avon in jail. Like you know, you want to young boy, you want to see how really we really right. came up when, when the towers was up. Right. You know, and then you go into the whole thing of how they took over the towers, you know? Yo, yeah. Yeah, that could be dope, man. Like, they got to do it the right way, though. They got to... You know, it's Miles... Really I mean, uh, Simon is involved, too, though, so... Okay, okay. I mean, and yeah. that's the dude... I mean, that's the dude that did it all. That's that's the right. one, the genius behind it all. Yeah. And, and then you got... I mean, then you could come up with the whole... I mean, man, rest in peace to um, Michael K. Williams. I was like, man, that could have right. been a dope little angle of showing him mm-hmm. coming up, too. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like... Right. And his whole thing, like, so some ways that you could kind of uh, do it, but if they don't do it, I'll be fine with mm-hmm. it, man. Yeah. I mean, but it Jay, definitely man. stands along um, by itself without a problem, but if they do a prequel the right way, I think that'd be a banger, too. Yeah. Well, Jay, yeah. thank you, man. Dude, this has been super, super dope, man. Thank you, bro. Uh, man, make sure y'all check him out on all his different platforms, everything. If y'all need to get y'all podcast consultant on, hit him up, and we will see y'all soon. Peace.